This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And we do our best to be big in the community. Welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry with Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on the ESPN app, Sirius X and Channel 80. And always, always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. Ten minutes away from me telling how really bad the Dallas Cowboys were when they got the start taking off their helmets by the Green Bay Packers on Sunday. That comes away in about 10 minutes. But the Eagles had their wings taken off their helmets last night, losing to Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Part of that collapse when they started 10-1 and unceremoniously bounced out of the playoffs and out of the season. Let's bring in a man who played for that organization, part of his 14-year NFL career. He's an FOS friend of the show. He is Eric Allen, a finalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Thank you very much about damn time. Hit him on Twitter, ericallen619. He joins us here on Freddie and Harry. Eric, the simple question is what went wrong with the eagles when they started 10 and 1 what is your answer wow man guys i'm not sure if we ever really have enough time but uh i think fundamentally when you start looking at the football team and we can take the defense uh first of all the past seven or eight weeks they really have difficulties and really just doing the basic stuff like tackling the football covering guys over the middle of the football field and i always thought guys that when you get into the playoffs that playoff game just represents kind of what you've been the whole season. So the football team has not done the basics very well, and it showed up in like every single series, a missed opportunity here, a big play over the middle, not enough pressure. When the pressure was there, it was much too late in the game to really make a difference. So what I'm saying is this Philadelphia Eagles football team that went into this game uh, last night, totally different totally different from that football team we expect to see coming out of a great Super Bowl. And that's kind of how you slice it up, guys. This, The personnel was totally different. You can't have the middle of the football field, both safeties gone, big-time linebacker who played extremely well in touches in T.J. Edwards last year. He's gone. So the middle of the football field where you need, like, the defensive, like, power and communication everything has to start from that point and it just didn't have it the whole year and it just really showed itself last year against baker and the Tampa Bay buccaneers so eric i need to ask you about this secondary and particularly when you look at guys like darius slay and also james bradbury when you have two guys who are making a ton of money to go out there and do their job week in and week out and you see instances like last night over and over again occur what comes to your mind Oh, I was heartbroken, really, because that the eyes, obviously, in passing situations are focused on that position. And I just didn't think they put them guys in positions where they can really thrive. When you have, over the course of the last three or four weeks, we go back, we see the missed tackles. We see a lot of teams throwing the quick balls outside versus pressure, forcing your corners to tackle. And if you on film keep coming up a little short, Believe me, they're going to keep bringing it at you. So what I thought is, man, can we get that guy some help? (laughs) Can we throw a a safety down in that numbers area to give that guy some help a little bit? Because he is struggling. And when you're struggling, your confidence is waning, and the team just feels like every important situation, they're throwing the ball at you. It is extremely difficult for you as a player to kind of fix that. You need a coach to say, hey, we're going to either roll up some cover two and allow you to be physical at the line of scrimmage and you have to secure the edge, or we're going to play some cover four. We're going to play some, some combination coverages just to get you a break. And it's okay that you made you know all pro and you're a pro and all this stuff. 
at this point in this game, we need to find a way to give you some help to get that confidence back. They never really did that. And like what happens is you continue to kind of doubt yourself, and now you're coming up, you're trying to put a big hit on the guy and not wrapping up. The fundamentals last night, the Eagles defensively had no fundamentals in the back end. And I, that just came across the screen, and you can just see despair on those players' faces after they gave up big play after big play. And just like confidence, it's contagious. When you're struggling, that becomes contagious also. So, Eric, exactly why I asked you, because you've been in that secondary, you know what it's like. But for Matt Patricia and company to not put those guys in the best positions to be successful really bothers me because, see, that touchdown that they got beat on against the Seattle Seahawks in which Seattle won that football game, that was the same coverage in which the two guys on the defense ran into each other last night. So why are you continuously putting these guys in the same situations and not, like you mentioned, Mixing things up with some zone. It's 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 not it's not you're, you're knocking the player. It's that you're putting them in the best positions to be successful. So if they're struggling in man coverage, why are you continuously running man coverage? Is what I do not understand. <laughs> Man, that is that is a great great point, and I'm glad you brought that up. Time and time again, we're seeing this Eagles defense in critical situations, and not just man coverage. But a lot of times, zero coverage. And for all the guys who are probably listening to your show and have your body, they know what zero coverage is. That's no help, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's, yep. You got that guy, you got that guy, and let's roll with it. So you're really putting the onus on either your great coverage skills, which sometimes you have, and many times last year we have cover sacks where the coverage is just so good that the pressure gets there. And then there's many times when the pressure gets there and you know what, that guy may run a double move on you, but the pressure's there. So you're not able to complete it for the season. The pressure really hasn't been consistent enough for you to be in a playoff game or in a meaningful football game running cover zero. I blame that on the defensive coordinator and the play call. You cannot have a football team that is struggling Mm -hmm. all season long, basically, to tackle. Because when you're in zero coverage, people think, you know what, the possibility of getting a sack or, or, or incomplete is great. That's not really what zero coverage is about. It's about, yes, getting coverage. But the thing is, you want to be as a cornerback, if he runs an out route, you're giving that out route up. Your responsibility is to go up and tackle the guy. So all season long, when I'm looking at the coverage, the tackling has been an issue and a factor. So why, if I'm a coordinator, do I want to put my cornerback in a situation where he's on a one-on-one tackler with the best athlete on the football field? So those are the things you kind of think about and you kind of scratch your head. And last couple years, I've been in with the Raiders, and they've had the, the Patriot way, mm-hmm. and it's more about system than players. But this game is won and lost by players. So you have to really kind of edge on the side of what my player is doing well and how can I cover up his weaknesses. Great stuff by Eric Allen. Played 14 years in the NFL. Had 54 career interceptions. Six of those for touchdowns. Joining us on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Hit him on Twitter at EricAllen619. No matter what we've thought, no matter what Harry has said, no matter what I've said, and what you have eloquently (laughs) said, EA, this comes down to Nick Sirianni. And his job status. I'm not advocating in one way or the other. They want to keep him, move on. But I've seen games like this, and you know this, 
that can cost guys their jobs by how that looked like. What are your thoughts on Nick Sirianni's future if he still has one in Philadelphia? Oh, man, that's big time, Freddie. And I, I, I'm not sure if you're advocating, but you're really throwing some gas right now, Freddie. Hey, 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 <laughs> you're, throw, hey, you're throwing I, some gas, hey, Freddie, right I know, now. <laughs> I know we've known each other a long time, Ian, but don't put my business out there in the streets with people. We'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, those fans in Philly are going to make a difference, too, the, the way they're on the air today. I would say, you know, get away from it for two or three days and, yeah. and just look at the whole process and figure out if making a change at head coach is going to be good enough for this organization and this fan base. There has to be some rebuilding here. So whoever is the coach of next year, the coordinators have to be questioned, brought in. Why did we fail? The players, as far as those veteran guys, you're having to say goodbye to. And how do you build that foundation? Because that's kind of what happened defensively this year. We lost some of those players last year to two safeties, uh, a linebacker, a defensive player. The depth there wasn't great. So when guys get injured, a lot of questions. If you think Nick is able to handle this mini rebuild, then he's your guy. In the locker room, you really have to look at the pivotal players that are there and have a great conversation with them to see if they feel like Nick is a guy that can bring back this proud franchise and get them back into playoff contention. I don't know. I think Jeff Lurie, the owner, has done a great job at keep keeping this team competitive, and maybe Nick could be the kind of guy to turn around that locker room but remember, there's going to be a ton of new faces, right. a new rebuild, and it may be best for this Philadelphia Eagles football team and fan base to go in a different direction. But I'm not saying he needs to get fired. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well done. And, and, and to put it this way, if he runs for political office, Eric Allen, he's got my vote. That may be the most political answer about Mine how to too. move on. That was fantastic. He's Eric Allen, and he wants to represent you. Great stuff by him joining us here on Freddie and Harry. You're always one of our favorites, EA, man. Continued success, man. We can't wait to find out the Hall of Fame. Where you know we're rooting for you. Good luck, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Yeah, for sure, man. That vote should come up this week sometime. So, uh, for all fingers across, my man. No doubt about that. Thanks, EA. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much. Take care, bud. Great stuff by Eric Allen. Like we mentioned, played for Philadelphia. Also, the Raiders and the Saints, part of his 14-year NFL career. Hit him on Twitter. He's a great follow at Eric Allen 619 Joining us here on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio with Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman. Don't forget, join the conversation anytime you want to Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-ESPN. That is 888-729-3776. And from the We Know This, now so will you department, according to Mike Garofalo of the NFL Network, if you thought that Mike Tomlin was going to go away, especially yesterday when Brooke Pryor, who covers ESPN Pittsburgh Steelers as a reporter, asked this question. Anyone? Mike, you have a year left on your contract. The reason you hear anything in the final three seconds of that was that Mike Tomlin did a stage left and walked right out of that press conference. Exactly. He didn't answer the question. He didn't look in Brooks' way. He just went that way. Well, now we have an answer. According to Mike Garofalo of the NFL Network, he plans to return as head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2024. In a team meeting today, Harry, he told Steelers players the speculation about him stepping away was completely unfounded. He plans on coaching those dudes in 2024, entering the final year of his contract, and he's expected to address that
that same thing about that to the media this week. But according to Mike Garofalo of the NFL Network, Mike Tomlin, one year left in his contract, is going to come back for that final year as Steelers head coach in 2024. And I can't help but think about, you know, over the last, what, 30-plus, probably more than that, the three head coaches that they've had within this organization. When you look at Chuck Knoll mm-hmm. since 1969, mm-hmm. and then you look at Bill Cowher, and then you also look at Mike Tomlin, three people who really uh, have been able to exemplify the steal away. Now, some things have changed because the players that are coming in, they're different in 2024, right? But at the same time, I look at the job that Mike Tomlin has been able to do even though he's had five straight, you know, playoff losses, yeah. but you look at the roster and you say to yourself, do you really expect him mm-hmm. to win with the rosters he's had of late? Right. And I look at that team yesterday who in which they were playing with a backup quarterback in Mason Rudolph. You had no TJ Watt, and we know the record that this Pittsburgh Steelers team actually have when, when TJ Watt is not out there in the football field. But you also look at the two turnovers that they had in that ball Absolutely. game, right? That led uh, to inter- 14 points. That led to 14 points. And, and you fit, you found yourself still in the ball game yep. in the fourth quarter. So mm-hmm. it also tells you that Mike Tomlin is a hell of a coach and does a hell of a job. But don't you know? Don't get too comfortable yeah. as a fan saying, "Hey, we need to get him out of here." This is yeah. a guy that has been able to with rosters most people would wouldn't have came close to trying to make in the playoffs with. He's been able to do so and and, and hasn't had a losing season yet. Uh, I like Mike Tomlin still being there for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I love when Steelers fans. And yes, you know who you are. Well, we need to find somebody better. Whoever's better than Mike Tomlin, he's not leaving that team that you want just to, so he can coach your Pittsburgh Steelers instead of him. You don't realize how good you got it until maybe you won't have it after 2024. And then what? When it comes to the Steelers, their fan base, and Mike Tomlin one way or the other. One of my favorite sayings from Mike Tomlin when he, you know, his eyes are wide open. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not going to have knee-jerk reactions. Absolutely, yeah. That's what we're not going to do. Yeah. And we're going to review everything. Mm-hmm. Because he works for an organization that that's been their motto. Yep. They don't do things just willy-nilly when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers will switch and save with Progressive. Save nearly $750 on average. So call, click today, and they find out if they can save you hundreds on your car insurance. From the top stories in sports. This is a huge story. To the bottom. So we reach the bottom of the barrel. This is 3 Up, 3 Down. We do it each and every week where we give you the good and the bad and maybe some ugly in between. Every week we flip it. Usually somebody has the good and somebody has the bad. For this week on 3 Up and 3 Down, Harry gets all the good and I get all the bad. So we start with number one. Number one for me, we're going to go to Arrowhead Stadium and the young wide receiver Rasheed Rice. Shout out to the young man from SMU. Really stepped up his game this season tremendously. Uh, 79 catches on the season, 938 yards, seven touchdowns. But in the game where they needed him the most to step up and make plays, he had an 11-yard touchdown catch. He had a big third and seven conversion where he stretched out and got the first down. Mm -hmm. They had to review it and said, you know, Rasheed Rice picked up that first down. Third and ten, a huge one. Patrick Mahomes hit him over the middle. Mm -hmm. So, Rasheed Rice, in my opinion, really stepped up and made plays in this ball game. 131 yards and a touchdown. Rasheed Rice, Patrick Mahomes, mm. the word trust. Yeah. He trusts you right now, my man. Keep it going to next week. That's why he's number one on my list. My number one down, 
I'll let Jerry Jones, Cowboys owner, speak for me. Well, I don't have, really, I can't reach back and look at a playoff loss. Uh, uh, but this uh, seems like the, the, the most uh, painful because we all had such great expectation and we had hope for this team. Thought that we were aligned in a great shape and great shape, but it didn't happen for us. And it's as fresh on me right now as it is on anybody else. But I don't, uh, I won't get into uh, any uh, of the addressing of any aspects of any part of it. There's any world's smallest violin for me being floored. I get that. I understand that. I know where the responsibility starts and ends. And I've got that real clear. And I know that. But that's not the point. The point is that I'm uh, disappointed for everybody. Enough said for my number one. Number two. Number two for me <laughs> is going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. So shout out to Todd Bowles having those guys ready to play against the Philadelphia Eagles and understanding what were the weak points of their offense. Three sacks in the game. They blitzed Jalen Hurts in that offense all night long. They didn't allow a third down conversion. The Eagles went 0 for 9. They didn't allow a fourth down conversion. The Eagles went 0 for 2. They were able to get a safety upon that Eagles offense as well. And last but not least, mm-hmm. y'all call it the tush push. They were able to stop yeah. the ass push. They didn't allow <laughs> the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles to get into the end zone. <laughs> so in my eyes, there are some ass stoppers. <laughs> Shout out to the Buccaneers defense. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Pause, my brother. To the 25th power. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where to go with that. My number two. So I'll let Mike McCarthy, Cowboys coach, speak for me. Jerry had said we'll take it game by game regarding your job status. Do you think this could lead to a coaching change? I think the biggest thing is we're disappointed. I'm going to hold whole team in the, in the locker rooms. It's That's hurting. You know, I, I haven't thought past you know, the outcome of this game. Enough said. Let's move on to number three. Number three for me, I'm going to go to Detroit, Michigan. What up, though? Eight Mile. You had Calvin Johnson in the building. You had Big Sean in the building. You had Barry Sanders in the building. Who else? Who else was in the building? Eminem was in the building. Eminem was in the building, baby. Eight Mile. So I'm going to go to Aiden Hutchinson. Had two sacks in the game, five quarterback hits, seven QB pressures. But the most important drive for the Los Angeles Rams – Aiden Hutchinson was able to get pressure and draw a holding penalty that did not allow the Rams to kick a field goal to try to take the lead. So the Rams punted that football. Guess what? Never seen it again. They never seen the football again. So shout out to Aiden Hutchinson. Well, at least they'll see the football in 2024 when it comes to OTAs. So there's that for the Los Angeles Rams. (laughs) My last number three. Dak Prescott, take the take take the wheel. Thousand percent, thousand percent. I, I'm not a guy that, that lives in the past, and so where my feet are, and at this moment, yeah, I mean, I sucked tonight. No, that was that was it. As, as I said, got it going a little bit late, but but none of that mattered at that point. And fault that that's all I really know how to do. It's it's about winning, and it's about about winning winning and winning the playoffs, and and, the, and the getting to the last game and, and winning that as well. And yeah, tough. A proud Cowboys tradition since 1996. Get to the playoffs and do a, and don't do a damn thing when you get there. There was no reason for me to have anything else or anybody else. My three down. It was the Dallas Cowboys. Period. Jerry Jones, Mike McCarthy, Dak Prescott, owner, coach, quarterback, respectively. To use Dak's term, they all sucked on Sunday. Each and every last one of them. So there was no reason to have anybody else. Harry Douglas, part of my three down. 
It was Cowboys, Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Well, can I say this really quick? Brother Dev and Shannon, I need y'all for a second for this. This ought to be good. Um, when you look at the Green Bay Packers and what they've been able to do this season, um, they did have some lapses, right? They lost to the New York Giants. They lost to the Atlanta Falcons. But I think the best thing about today mm-hmm. is that we can sit up here and say they beat the Dallas Cowboys, and now they're advancing, and the Cowboys are not. You don't care how low you sound. Do you? <laughs> I can't believe. I can't believe that you involved Devin King mm. and Shannon Penn, mm. these two resident Giants mm. apologists, at my expense because of my Cowboys. <laughs> I can't believe you three. Mm-hmm. Three pages of losing teams yeah. that didn't get into the playoffs are just reveling R- in my misery. R- raise your hand if your team beat the Dallas Cowboys. Wait, raise your hand if your team beat the Green Bay Packers this year. Up, oh, my hand's raised. Mm-hmm. Remember Tommy Cutlets? Oh. That was a fun time, wasn't it? Desmond Ritter did a great job and Bijan against the Packers. It must be wonderful to have both of your teams that combined for barely one more victory than my team got all year long. <laughs> <laughs> that must be. If that helped you sleep at night, so be it. The Cowboys pissed down their leg. You're being kind. <laughs> they did a lot worse than that. All right, they boo-booed themselves. They completely, completely, <laughs> completely did that. Who's more likely to kick out their head coach when it comes to the Cowboys and Mike McCarthy or the Eagles and Nick Sirianni? Let us know on Twitter at Coleman ESPN and H Douglas 83 Don't forget the phone number as well and join the conversation on the Dr. Pepper call on the line at 888-ESPN. 888-729-3776 with Harry Douglas, who used to be my friend. I'm Freddie Coleman of Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. The Cowboys and Eagles are not part of this playoff weekend, divisional playoff weekend. But one team that's a part of it better not lose their playoff game. I'll tell you who that team is. And if my dog, who used to be my dog, Harry Douglas, agrees, that's next on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for being a part of it and allowing it to be a part of you. It is Freddie and Harry with Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Sirius XM Channel 80. And always tell that smart speaker of yours to play ESPN Radio. I don't know if Harry will agree with me or not. I might have to bring in Christine Lisi, uh, ESPN Sports and anchor goddess when it comes to that because she is a major, major Buffalo Bills fan. So, Christine Lisi, Harry Douglas, I'll throw this at both of you. The Buffalo Bills, Christine, 
you better your team better be Kansas City this weekend. Yep. You finally get Kansas City in Buffalo at home for the psyche Christine Lisi of the Buffalo Bills. They better not lose to the big bad wolf known as Patrick Mahomes the second. And Kansas City. That is correct. And I'm watching the Bill Steelers game re air on NFL Network here right now. So I'm all good. I didn't mean to interrupt you, by no, the I'm, way. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. I got to wear Christie's good time again. What, what kind of person am I? Scrooge of January. That name's Freddie Coleman. I should have known better as far as that goes. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'll, I'll say this, Freddie, about the Buffalo Bills. This is the best opportunity that, that that they're going to have to be able to defeat the Kansas City Chiefs since those two guys have been able to match up in the playoffs. And when you look at Kansas City and you look at how most of the year they've had issues with their tackle positions, they mm-hmm. had issues, you know, with catching the football uh, by their wide receivers or whatnot. But one of the things that they have not had issues with has been their defense. So you look over at Josh Allen in the offense, so Joe Brady now being the offensive coordinator, What the Buffalo Bills have right now that they did not have in previous years, in my opinion, was the ability to 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 resort to the run when they wanted to, and that's that that that's been one of my things about this football team the last few years. We've seen it from the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow. Even though they pass the football when they need to run the football, they've been able to in the playoffs. We've seen it from Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, who love to throw the football, but when they were able to run the football and needed to in the playoffs, they were able to do so. Mm -hmm. Now I think this Buffalo. Buffalo Bills football team and especially their offensive unit, they're able to rush the football in that playoff game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Thirty-four rushes, 179 yards, and a touchdown. And 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 74 of those yards came from Josh Allen, but yeah. he's going to be incorporated into the offense. But James Cook had 18 carries. Now you're taking a ton of pressure off your quarterback in Josh Allen mm-hmm. and not forcing him to go out there and be Superman. I love his instincts within a football game. I don't know what the hell the Pittsburgh Steelers defensive players were doing <laughs> by not tackling them, but those two touchdown passes. Passes. Yeah. You make a mistake coverage-wise, Josh Allen's going to make you pay. The second touchdown pass to Dalton Kincaid, great job by route concept. You know, they went empty formation, three uh-huh. people to the right side, two to the left. You have cover two, two safeties high, so you occupy those high safeties with a vertical inside route by Stefan Diggs on the left side and then mm. a corner route on the right side. So now the middle of the field opens up. You have the tight end one-on-one with the linebacker, Josh Allen. We know his arm talent makes the throw touchdown, Dalton Kincaid. So I really like what the Buffalo Bills are as a football team. Right. But let me say this. Okay. And here's why I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs in this matchup. Oh, this early. It's only Tuesday. It don't matter. Game's not till Sunday. Don't matter. You got five days to change your mind. It don't matter. <laughs> Terrell Bernard just got hurt. Again, I know. So who was their lead, leading tackler for the Buffalo Bills? If you don't think that's going to matter versus the, the the Kansas City Chiefs, you're fooling yourself. Taron Johnson is in concussion protocol. If he's not able to play, that's a huge loss. He's third in the team in tackles. But you talk about someone who, who's able to guard the slot receiver and do it at a high level, that's Taron Johnson. If you're not going to have those two guys in that ball game, right. then you're, you're opening yourself up for Kansas City, who I like the chemistry of what they displayed uh, versus the Miami Dolphins, and the Miami Dolphins were depleted, right? So what did the Kansas City uh, Chiefs do? They exposed the depletedness of their football team defensively. You don't think they're going to do the same thing to the Buffalo Bills? Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm not going to disagree with anything you had to say. 
especially when Josh Allen, the quarterback you mentioned, who when he's playing like that, good luck to you because you're right. If everything does not have to fall on him and he has a perfect complement in the running game that he's involved in, it makes things a lot easier, a lot simpler for your Bills offense. But for the first time, he's about to play Patrick Mahomes in Buffalo, and he can't wait. We're going to need a fantastic atmosphere. I thought the atmosphere tonight was was great. Guys guys and girls, Bills Mafia of all ages came in and did their job, forced a couple false starts. And again, the, the vibe, the energy, the juice that we, we can use from that is instrument. Like it, You just can't chalk it up to anything other than momentum. Something you can't see, but something you can definitely feel, and they give that to us. Now, Miss Christine Lisi, uh-huh. you know how much I love you, right? Oh, oh boy. Like, I don't want you don't, to take this out on me. Don't, don't be punking up now, Harry. No, Douglas. no, no. I'm just talking to Miss Christine. <laughs> I don't I don't want her if the Chiefs <laughs> win this matchup or be mad at me because I'm picking <laughs> Patrick Mahomes and company. <laughs> but the only reason why I'm picking Kansas City in this matchup, well, two reasons. Number, number one, Patrick him, Mahomes, Christine. I just can't discredit him. But number two him, is the amount of defensive players that are probably going to be out for the Buffalo Bills as a whole when you look at this entire season. That worries me when it comes to this matchup. On top of Buffalo winning that first matchup, I'm pretty sure those players on Kansas City want to have the last say in things and what matters the most, and that's the playoffs right now, right here. Sure. No, I'm not mad at all. No one has been ruled out yet. There's nine... Nine of our guys yeah. are on the injured list. <laughs> I'm trying lot. to I'm trying to breathe. Um, <laughs> nine nine guys are on the injured list. But Rasul did say the other day he mm-hmm. he wanted to play yesterday, right. but they were they held him out obviously, and um, so that'll be huge to have him back. And then I'm just hoping I I think this might be. Um, Taron Johnson's second concussion of the season. Yeah. So that's troubling. Ooh. Like fifth of his career, that's yeah. very troubling. And he's been so he's been wonderful for us and Bernard. So yeah. I'm just. We're on a short week, but I'm, I'm just trying to keep my fingers crossed. Guys have stepped up well. I understand right. that, like, you do lose, you know, as you go further down the depth chart. Sure. But um, I don't know. I'm, I feel, I feel good. I'm, po- I feel positive. I just, I loved uh, what I saw yesterday. And I just, each week, like, and Josh was, I thought was great yesterday. Like, he was. He was like the old Josh Allen. And it was yesterday, I think, was the two year anniversary of his perfect game against the Patriots. The Patriots. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, hopefully peaking at the right time. It'll be a great atmosphere. It'll be a great game. And, you know, who doesn't want to see Chiefs-Bills part three in the playoffs? Oh, but, Christine, I just want you to know I love yeah. you. know I love you. Stop. I love you, too. I'm not I'm not mad at anybody. A lot of people are going to pick the Chiefs. Yeah, and I, I don't. I understand, Christine, you know? but Harry's punking up. <laughs> this is how you know. This is how you know Christine Lee is in a good mood. Uh-huh. Them brownies out Man. there in the whole These brownies right here? Those brownies, these brownies look, right here? Those brownies look great. Those brownies taste so fantastic. They, they got a little medicine in them? They, they got a little medicine, they got a little no, medicine in them? They're no. Rich, no. They're richer than Jerry Jones. <laughs> That's how rich they are, those brownies. They're richer than Jerry Jones. I made those at 9.30 last night. Oh, my Because Rob's goodness. like, aren't you going to bake for tomorrow? It was a big win. I'm like, I'm tired. It's 9.30. He's hey, like, come on. Wow. Hey, Harry. So, wow. the, them brownies are so thick, they might have their own OnlyFans. I'm just throwing that out there. I'm just throwing that out there. Are you them brownies thick enough to I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Are you saying the brownies are like Freak Nick 1995? That's oh, what you're saying about the brownies? Oh, I wow. remember. Wow. I remember. Wow. I was a little boy out there fundraising for my basketball team. Yeah, I bet you were. <laughs> yeah, I bet you were fundraising. Is that a, is the, wow. Is, are those shirts off? Shannon took us back to the days of, you know, Mace and Brandy and Monica. <laughs> Thicker than two wow. Snickers. 
wow, my goodness. <laughs> you know, all of a sudden, this conversation, I feel dirty. <laughs> <laughs> you surprised? <laughs> You know, this this oh, is Freddie and Harry. It now. is, but all of a sudden, I feel dirty. Triple H Love say Friday. It certainly is. Triple H say ESPN 888-729-3776. Real quick, who's more likely to kick out their head coach? You got the Dallas Cowboys after what happened on Sunday versus Green Bay, and you got the Philadelphia Eagles after what happened all of December and last night versus Tampa Bay. We can't wait to hear from you at Triple H say ESPN 888-729-3776. Sean McDermott of Buffalo Bills was almost on that list. And now the Bills are playing on Sunday versus Kansas City for the first time in the Mahomes-Allen era. But who needs to be bounced? Who's more likely to get bounced between the Cowboys and Eagles and their head coaches? 888-729-3776. Your call is the next of Freddie and Harry, and this is ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. He's Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman, together on Sirius XM Channel 80, and as well as telling your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. One of our favorites is Joyce, who hit us on Twitter, Coleman ESPN, and HDougs83 about who's more likely to kick out their head coach when it comes to the Cowboys and Mike McCarthy and the Eagles and Nick Sirianni. She says, number one, she loves the clips that Devin Kane is putting on social media, where you get a chance to go on our social media page of Freddie and Harry, or also at Coleman ESPN and HDogs83 where our man Devin Kane is putting the clips up there where you get a chance to see us and she says she's loving that. She says that's for the Eagles. Nick Sirianni needs to get Matt Patricia out the door first just in case his head coach reign is over. I'm just saying what others won't from our gal Joyce, one of our favorites on social media. And she's not lying. We're yeah, talking about a guy, right about Matt Patricia, who didn't do a good job in New England recently when he was you know, supposed to be over the offense and basically messed up Matt Jones. And then we're talking about a Matt Patricia who gave, was, was given the duties to take over the defense of the Philadelphia Eagles. And damn, they had looked horrible, even worse, when he started taking over. So if I'm Nick Sirianni, I, I'm seeing that in myself. Hey, you know what? Let me go ahead and make some changes right now. Matt Patricia, I, and you know, Freddie, mm-hmm. I, I don't like calling for people's job. But Matt Patricia, yeah. if, if I'm Nick Sirianni and I want to survive this, hey, he got to go. Yeah, I, spe- I know if you're Darius Slay. What to deal with him in Detroit? I guarantee you, he's not lobbying for that guy to stick around no. as defensive play caller if Nick Sirianni does not lose his job as Eagles head coach. But who needs to go? Is it the Cowboys away from Mike McCarthy or the Eagles away from Nick Sirianni? Join the conversation at Dr. Pepper calling line at 888-729-3776. Justin in California, my friend, what you got to say? Okay, so I'm a Cowboys fan. Um, disappointing loss. Luckily, I have someone to root behind uh, in, in the Texans. C.J. Stroud, he went to the same high school as me. Okay. Got to see him play ball in high school, so go C.J., go Texans. But the only reason why Mike McCarthy stays is because we've invested too much money into Dak, and if we're going to ride with him next year, we can't get rid of him really because of the salary cap. We don't want to disrupt any progress he's made with McCarthy, with McCarthy even if it's minimal. With Sariani, he didn't support his quarterback. He didn't make any adjustments. He didn't help him out. He's, he's declined. So it's okay for him to go and maybe try to re- reset a little bit. But with Dak, you don't want to disrupt that because if you're going to do that, you're going to have to reset everything. And I don't think Jerry wants a couple more seasons for a whole rebuild. 
Yeah, when when you look at the Philadelphia Eagles and the way they went into this matchup versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I just felt like they wasn't they wasn't prepared. Mm-hmm. They weren't the prepared football team in this matchup, and it was evident. It was shown within that ball game last night from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers blitzing right. and the plan of the Philadelphia Eagles not being there, but also some of the defensive calls that were made and the positions that positions that these guys were put in mm-hmm. to not succeed, in my opinion. And yeah. we had Eric Allen on, and we we're talking about why would you continuously put this, these guys in the secondary in man coverage knowing that these guys have struggled the entire year in man coverage. This right. is not 2022. This is 2023. And what we've seen up until this point is that those guys weren't good in man coverage, but they continuously was in man coverage. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I just think when you look at Nick Sariani as well, this is a team that started 10-1 and one and he lost six of their last seven. I don't know if the messaging is getting through to the players now. I don't know if guys are on board now because we, you see the body language, you see the little bickering here and there amongst this team. This is, these are all things that I didn't see last year. And you, we, got, we got to be reminded of this. Doug Peterson brought a Super Bowl to Philadelphia. Doug Peterson was gone two years later. Nick Sariani went to a Super Bowl. Damn it, y'all, he didn't win it, okay? <laughs> so what makes y'all think that he's exempt mm-hmm. from being let go yeah. by Jeffrey Lurie? Yeah, the, the Eagles had a bad month. The Cowboys had a bad Sunday. Yep. Both of those things can work in favor of one when it comes to Mike McCarthy and against the other when it comes to Nick Sirianni. Because of that message, to your point, Harry, kept not getting through for a whole month. And it really was exacerbated by not getting through last night versus Tampa Bay. Mike McCarthy's message has gotten through. They just had a bad Sunday. Not excusing it. Green Bay Packers whipped that behind up and down the field in Arlington, Texas on Sunday. But when you have a bad month and your owner looks like that, like Jeffrey Lurie looked as the Eagles owner last night, a lot of those things can lead him to say, that was a lot of bad nights strung together. I don't want that to continue to go the other way, no matter how much I may think of Nick Sirianni. Tony in Syracuse, who's more likely to kick out their head coach? Is it the Cowboys and Mike McCarthy or Nick Sirianni with the Eagles? Oh, Tony Syracuse dropped. Oh, let's go to one of our favorites. Roy the truck driver, keeping this nation going no matter the weather, no matter the season, no matter the reason. Roy, more likely to kick out their head coach. Eagles with Nick Sirianni or the Cowboys and Mike McCarthy and why? As much as I hate to say it, oh, my God. Cowboys ain't lost no home games all year long, but they lose this one. It's a pretty bad one. They needed this one the most out of all of them. But Jerry loves crazy Mike McCarthy. I don't. I don't like none of them. But I feel bad for the Eagles because did you see what's his name's finger? (laughs) It was dislocated. They had to reset that sucker. Man, look. Jay, the Eagles were tired. They're just tired. And I'm going to give them an excuse, doggone. And, Harry, I'm sorry I got to go get you on Casey because you know me and my mama cannot stand, <laughs> cannot stand Mahomes. Why? So I'm with why? Wait, wait, wait. Why, why can't you and your mama like Patrick Mahomes? My mom thinks that Patrick Mahomes through the game. What game was that? She just can't stand that boy. She can't stand him. My mom is 82 years old, y'all. Now, she called me on the phone and said, Roy, what's wrong with Dallas? Mama ain't stupid. There's a reason. We just can't stand him. I don't like him. I don't want him doing nothing. I'm sorry, y'all. I just can't. I'm with Christine on this. Hey, listen, you, you know, you know, you know, when, when those grownups get the, you know, 80, 82, listen, they don't need no reason. 
My grandma's at my house three or three or four days out of the week. She in the living room right now. She ain't gonna give you no damn reason if she don't like something. It's cause it's so cause she said Because I said so, that's uh-huh. why. <laughs> the sad part is both of you are royal right when it comes to our parents or our grandparents. Well why why aren't you doing that? Hey, what well, I tell you about being in grown folks business. <laughs> yep. What I tell you about that. Speaking of grown folks business, Johnny Carvey Jr., one of our favorites on Twitter, Coleman ESPN, and H Ducks eighty three. He says, "Flag on the play when it comes to Harry Douglas." Did you just say not the tush push, but the ass push by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? <laughs> he said, "Pause, my brother." He also thinks Philly coach will be out first because who can deal with Jerry Jones and Dallas? That's from Johnny Carvey Jr., one of our favorites on social media. Man, I'm guilty. I'm guilty. I said it. <laughs> no lies detected, as you like to say. <laughs> no lies detected. <laughs> but, I, but, I, but, I, but I called the Tampa Bay Buck. I, I said the ass stoppers. They was able to step stop it. Either way. Look, not the tush push. I call it the ass push. Either way. Pause. 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 Either way. My bad, my brother. Whether it's, pause. Whether it's a stop or a, pa- or a push, pause. <laughs> That's how it goes. Even Devin K, what I'm going to do is, yeah, what Freddie said. <laughs> He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman. Pause on Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. What did Jalen Hurts have to say about what happened to the Eagles and what could happen to the Eagles in the future? This is ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.